0: Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I'm your host, Tamala Shaw. And today we have the love coach, the heart opening expert, Lisa Shield. Welcome
1: to the show. Oh, Tamala, thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you for
0: inviting me on. Oh, absolutely. I was very, very excited to see you on Podmatch. And, you know, as I was saying before we started the show, I have a lot of friends that are single and you are the heart opening expert like that in itself. (laughs) That means so much to me because sometimes we don't realize how close we are. Right. Yeah. So to get your expertise and for the audience to hear different things that you work with people, you know, with people in order to get them into these wonderful, loving relationships, possible marriage and, you know, just living life just the way that we want to, lovingly. So um, (laughs) tell me, tell tell the audience about yourself.
1: Well, I've been doing this work for a little over 20 years. And uh, I was one of the early responders to online dating. I started dating online about 23 years ago now. Nice. Um, I saw it as a gift from God. I just thought, oh my goodness, you know, I don't have to wait for a man to ask me out. I can get as many dates as I want. And yeah. for the first time in my life, I can actually choose a partner and not have to wait for some guy to choose me. Right. So it really... It it was a game changer. I had come out of a 13-year marriage to a man who was a pathological liar. Mm -hmm. I stayed with him because um, I really was afraid. I had so much trouble with men and meeting men and connecting when I was younger that I was afraid that if I left him, I'd be alone for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So I stayed and stayed, even though I knew he wasn't the right person. And finally, it got to to a point where I realized I wasn't growing in Mm. the relationship. So that, it took me about eight years between my first husband and my second husband. But it was the best thing I ever did, Tamala. And I didn't approach dating just as, is this my guy? Is this my guy? Is this my guy? I really saw dating as, a spiritual path to love. And I think this is the, the most spiritual journey there is in life. And finding love, real love, is the most important work I think anyone can do. And I, it breaks my heart when I hear how women give up on love. They say, I'd rather be alone than be with the wrong man. I want you to know that that's not your only option. Yes. <laughs> Ah so yeah, so I absolutely. solved this and in the last twenty years I have helped many, many hundreds of women find
0: relationships like I had with my husband. That is so beautiful. Because Thank you're right. We um first of all, most people do stay in relationships too long. You know, yeah. the, the bad ones, you kind of just stick with it because of comfort or Um, Like you said, you just, you you don't feel like you want to go out there and keep trying. And that's not the way to live because there, there are other options. (laughs) And and I do know people that were in very bad marriages and they said, as you just said, I'm not going to do this again. I just won't worry about dating. I will just be by myself and enjoy life on my own. Mm -hmm. So to know that they're, you know, for them to, I'm definitely going to have them listen to this podcast so that they will know there are other options out there and you have to take the risk. I say risk, but you have to take that chance mm-hmm. to go out there and find love. It's out there. It's, yes. I'm a believer, it is out there.
1: Yes. <laughs> and also, Tamala, I will say just to the subject of your podcast, codependent relationships go on and on and yes. on and on and people who are codependent it's like you're you're clinging to each other like a you know for survival and you're getting nowhere which is what I did in my marriage we were we were very codependent
0: absolutely yeah it's that cycle where you just just leaning and not standing yeah it's just continual so as I was, tell, I was telling you earlier when I was on your uh, profile for, for PodMatch, you said um, taking the feminine lead can help you find the right man. Yes. Can you explain that a bit to me? Because I found that to be very intriguing. <laughs> so, um, as a love coach,
1: there's a lot of bad information out there about how to. Find a partner, how to attract a partner. And I don't know where this absolutely absurd idea that you have to lean back and let men chase you came about. But this is just patently bad and wrong advice. I get it. A lot of women are too, you know, they're taking the masculine role and they're pursuing and they're Mm -hmm. driving relationships where the men are not reciprocating and they're basically the driver in the relationship so they're showing up like men but that's the, the the answer to any problem is not to do the opposite there's always the third option and the third option is men need us to tell them what we want they're looking to they take their cues From us. And if we are not willing to express ourselves and our needs in a feminine way, a man is never going to read your mind. He's never going to know. And you're going to, first of all, going back to the leaning back and letting men chase you. The kinds of men that you attract when you do that are the avoidance, the jerks, the 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 emotionally unavailable guys, because those are the guys that quote love the chase, right? Yes. But good men, kind men, heartfelt men, they want to make us happy. And they don't know how to do that unless we show them the ways in which they can do that. So I'll give you an example of what it would look like to take the feminine lead. Okay. And this is what we show our clients. If a man were, if, let's say you're online dating and you really wanna get a man to get from texting to a phone call or you know, uh, maybe a FaceTime chat or an actual date. Right. You don't just sit there and wait for the guy to do that and you don't say to a man well let's let's get on a zoom call right you would say as a woman women invite men we make everything in the form of an invitation so i bet if you asked me to jump on a you know to get on facetime i would say yes okay what you're doing is you're 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 putting this in a way that he has to ask you, right? I bet if you asked me, I would say yes. Right? So he has to ask you, but you're also letting him know that you're not going to reject him if he does.
0: Yes, you're giving him that- permission. Yes. Ah. Giving him permission to ask me out on a date. Yep. I like that. I like that because, you know, we, I've always been told there can only be one masculine person in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's what made me look at myself because I always say it's made, you, you may not agree with this, but I always say there is a difference between barking and purring. I've always barked. <laughs> that's
1: great I love it so I it. told
0: my mom I was like "Mom, I've got to find my purr I want to be able to that's that invitation come on yes. in. <laughs> you can ask me out <laughs> yes you know I don't yes
1: I purr. don't bite right <laughs> <laughs> you can lick their hand yes. or you can bite it
0: <laughs> right yes let's find like that, that feminine, the, you know, a femininity within us and allow it to ooze. Like yes. it feels so good, right? Mm-hmm. It takes the whole edge off of everything. You know, it takes the nervousness that you get, you know, when you're talking to someone or texting or wondering what's he going to do next? Well, if I give him permission, Because yes. nine times out of 10, they're just as nervous as we are, or, mm-hmm. you know, having anxiety going into it. It's not just women that have bad relationships. Yes. So I. Right. Yes. Yeah. So it's inviting them or giving,
1: as you said, giving them permission to come towards you and to know that, you know, you're not going to reject them. You're not going to shoot them down and that you're kind, that they're going to be met with kindness and with a person who has a more gentle heart. Who's not going to bite their hand off or their head off? You know, it is. yeah. And men are afraid of that. And I mm-hmm. think so few women, um, you know, we're, we we don't want to look needy. We don't want to look desperate or anxious or insecure. And so what we do is we suppress a lot of those ideas. You know, what we, we we suppress what we truly want. And we don't ask for it. We want men to mind read, right? Mm-hmm. And then we get passive aggressive because they're not getting it right, but we're not telling them.
0: Yes. <laughs> so yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. How many times have I heard, well, he should know. Well, he should know. But maybe he shouldn't.
1: <laughs> he should or, or everybody's different, you know, yeah. what you yeah. like is very different than what another woman likes. And there's, you know, we're all, we all have different preferences Mm -hmm. and you have to be willing to let a man know.
0: Yes. So in your work, what are the challenges that you see that women, that women have that kind of stop them or some of the things that we need to look at, that we need to look within ourselves to see if we can fix or, you know, change? Hey, good people. Have you discovered that you have codependent characteristics and you're not really sure what to do with that? Well, I suggest that you go out and grab my workbook. It's called The Codependent Me Workbook. You matter and your story matters. And it really walks you through healing from codependency. Talk about your goals, boundaries, detachments, bunch of journal entries, all the things that you need to get started. You can pick it up today at Amazon. Thanks so much. Bye.
1: Well, I think you said something earlier about you know there can only be one man in the relationship, and so many women today we've gone to the opposite extreme where we're so capable we're so in we pride ourselves on being independent in having it all, and so men don't feel like they have, that there's room in our lives for them. They're afraid a man's biggest fear is that he's going to have to give up his freedom. And so many women have a list a mile long of all the things that they want this man, the ways they want him to fit into her life. Mm -hmm. But first of all, a man has to feel like he can be himself in your life. He's not, you know, an accessory. He's and he's not going to give up his freedom. And so it's so important how you make room in your life for a man. And I am not just talking about, oh, but there is room. I need a guy to go here and do this and do that. Making room for a man in your life means making room for him, his needs, his wants, his desires, who he is. Mm -hmm. So bringing a, you know, so he can feel like he doesn't have to fit into your life, but that you're, it's going to expand for both of you. Mm-hmm. And then another thing along the idea, I think this is something that women really have to think about. If you are too masculine, you can look gorgeous on the outside. You can be beautiful and have it all going on. But if you're energy is masculine a man is going to treat you the way he would any other man Mm -hmm. he's going to engage with you the way he would engage with another man Mm -hmm. so I'm sure you've heard this Pamela that many women go on dates and they're like but we were there for two or three hours and we were talking and it just flowed and then he never called me again well, maybe it's because you talked business that there was nothing sexy. There was no, you know, sensuality. And he may have really.
0: Ah, okay. You, like you said, you can show up gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But if the conversation isn't leaning in that direction, <laughs> then yeah. it's going to be a turn off. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. And, you know, a lot of women, what we do is we go on dates and we don't want to let a guy know that we like him. We don't want to lead him on. And we're so in our heads. Well, let me see, you know, if I even like him. Well, girl, you're on a first date. If you're all up here and you're not making this guy feel like you like him. And you're just assessing, like, well, should I show him that I like him? That's where a lot of you are losing your, your opportunities right then and there because you're so in your head. You're not even you know. really. Well, you're checking off those boxes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. And that guy walks away from the date, and he's like, God, you know, she's really beautiful, but didn't feel anything.
0: Mm. So. What do you think? So, definitely, like you said, stay out of your head. Conversational wise, what should be the direction? Well, my
1: husband would have a lot to say on this. (laughs) We really, really, really encourage our clients not to ask questions. Okay. Men, by and large, hate questions. And most of the questions that women ask take, take men into their heads and not into their hearts. So when we ask questions, it really is where, you know, it feels like we're trying to get information. Well, how many times have you been married? And what was your last relationship like? And these are, this is information. This is not heart. This is head stuff. So we look at it like we challenge our clients to think of d- their dates like two puppies playing, right? Like you're going on a date and it should feel like two puppies playing. You're mm-hmm. laughing. You're in jo- Wow. Tell me more about that. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. You are so amazing. You are such a fascinating guy. I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. You want to be impressed him right you want to compliment him you really want to engage and talk but we challenge our clients to see how long they can go on a first date with a guy without asking questions questions. oh my god keeping the conversation flowing right by saying things but instead of asking a question like Why did you do that? Or what happened next or whatever? Mm. Tell me more about that.
0: Mm. That's so
1: fascinating. I'm so curious about what happened next.
0: Right. I'd love
1: to know what you did in that moment. But there's so many other ways to encourage and invite a man to open up to you without saying, well, what did you do next? What happened? Why did you do that? I like right. That. Yeah. I'd yeah. love to know what you were thinking in that moment. Do you see that? Rather mm-hmm. than what were you thinking in that moment? Right. Two completely different things, but one is very inviting. It's like, tell yeah. me more. Mm-hmm. And the other is just like. Like you said, questions.
0: kind of picking off the list. It's like an interview mm-hmm. almost. Yep. I like that. I really, really like that. Um, so definitely engaging. I love the whole puppy you know, vision because, you know, they're <laughs> jumping around and playing, you know, <laughs> absolutely. Um, when I was on your page, you spoke about different attachment styles. Yes. Can you talk to me about that, please?
1: Yeah. So attachment theory is a, you know. Psychological approach, you know, a perspective on why we gravitate towards the kinds of partners that we gravitate to. Mm -hmm. And it is, it really strikes the chord with my clients. It seems to really put in perspective why they have attracted the kinds of men that they have attracted. And without blaming or shaming, there's no judgment. It's just, this is how it is. This is what what's going on. So essentially, if you get really deep into it, you will learn that there are more iterations. But in if you're really paring it down, there are three primary attachment styles, anxious, avoidant, or secure. And most people really resonate with being one or the other of those styles predominantly. Secure people are very comfortable with relationships. They probably grew up in families where they had a lot of consistent love and support and, you know, from their parents and a lot of positive reinforcement. And they grew up feeling safe and secure and lovable. People who are anxious probably had a lot of negative feedback, a lot of inconsistent you know, love that somebody would, would give them love, take it away. They didn't get very consistent reinforcement. And so they tend to get very anxious, because am I going to get it? Won't I? Is he pulling away? Does he like me? Doesn't he? Why didn't he call me? Why? Why didn't he answer my text? So it brings up a lot of anxiety when they start to attach. And then the third is avoidance. And avoidance, who are the commitment phobic, emotionally unavailable men or women. These are people who are very, now everybody wants connection, but some people either get very anxious or they once there is an attachment, they 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 pull away. Right. Yeah. They're so afraid mm-hmm. that they're so afraid to need another person that they literally find fault with that person and they cut it
0: off. So would those people be the ones, because I've always heard that people can sabotage something when it becomes good. It's almost like they mm-hmm. get they get fearful and they'll sabotage the relationship. Yep. Wow. Yeah.
1: Well, and these are the guys who are, you know, who are players, the ones that it's like, you know, the, or the women. But these are the ones that are always like they need somebody. They're super excited in the beginning. Oh, my God. This person's amazing. You hear them talk about, oh, I can't believe I met this great guy or this great, you know, woman. And then, like, they, they flip on a dime, you know, they just turn on a dime, and suddenly it's over.
0: Mm-hmm. Something
1: happens. And what happens, Tamala, is some kind of switch deep inside of them gets flipped. Mm-hmm. And once that switch gets flipped, there's almost no coming back from it. It's really sad. So, did it's you? Guys- really,
0: really sad. Do you guys, like when you find out their style, do you help them get out of it?
1: Yeah, so this is a really, really um, wild thing about the work that I do. Mm -hmm. I've created a process, if you will, like a real process. My core program is a 12-week course. Mm -hmm. And In those 12 weeks, in the first month, we ask our clients not to date, just to shut everything down and no dating. And in that first month, this is where we learn, they learn about attachment styles. They learn about voices in their head, the critical voice, the loving voice, the voice of compassion and love. And we somehow. I've put all of these amazing pieces together where by the end of the first month, they have such clarity on what's been happening and why. We also do a whole inventory in the third week of all of their previous relationships, including their mother and father. And from that, we take out certain very important pieces of information and then that brings them to an exercise called their final five so it's a whole systematic process of putting all of these pieces together and i don't know how to you know to, I, I i it's really wild how it works but by the time they get back out and start dating again they have such clarity, confidence, insight, that it's like a whole 180. And people will say, Lisa, I feel like you did, you know, four years of therapy in four weeks. Yeah.
0: I think that is so intriguing. Like, you know, you you find a lot of people that are Love coach or dating coaches and they just want to go straight to the dating. You are doing the pre-work. Oh, yeah. All the way back. So they are really going within, figuring out and pulling the muck out. You know, and I, I always say that the muck is like childhood stuff. So when you go into the parents and how that relationship, those are the things that you may not even realize that has anything to do with your dating style and why you date, who you date. Mm-hmm. You are truly, truly going in and having people work on self before they look outside of themselves. That is wonderful.
1: Thanks, Tamala. And one of the things that's in, that's really important to know, some of this work I created myself These are my processes, Mm -hmm. but some of this I've also taken from, you know, the many years. I have a master's in spiritual psychology. I also studied with uh, somebody. Many of your listeners may be familiar with Don Miguel Ruiz, who wrote the Four Agreements. Mm -hmm. Miguel was was one of my personal teachers, uh, you know, over thirty years ago, Mm -hmm. and so I've done a lot of work. You know, and I've taken um from my own perspective some of these very important things. And then it's really how I've strung this all together. And one thing I wanna say is that in this history, yeah, I'm a coach, so I don't do anything therapeutic. You know, when I have people do their history, their relationship history it's really meant to put the pieces of the puzzle together. If you went to therapy, you would look at one relationship at a time and you might relate that back. Well, this reminds me of my mother or father, but most of our clients have never looked at their whole history, all of the people they've dated Mm -hmm. and their mother and father and connected all the dots. And one thing that we do is we also have them look at the attachment styles of of who they what their attachment style was in that relationship, Mm -hmm. because they can shift,
0: Mm -hmm. you can
1: be, you can be secure in one relationship and be anxious in another, depending on the dynamic. And then they look at the attachment styles of their partners so it really puts this huge amount of information into perspective in a very short span of time so that they can see their repeating patterns. Yes. And they're not just making them up. I'm not having them sit down and go, well, I've attracted lots of poor guys that don't make a living, or I've done this, or I've done that. They don't figure it out at you know, in their head, mm-hmm. it cut, They, it's revelatory, because most of the time, these are things that they wouldn't have seen. But once they start putting all the pieces together, it's like, oh, my God, I dated five guys mm-hmm. who were narcissists. Yes. And I didn't even know, or I dated, you know, four, three guys who were critical. And mm-hmm. I never put those pieces together that that was a pattern. So
0: that's what that does. I love that because one thing that I've heard in my past is that you date the same guy just with different faces. Mm-hmm. But what you're doing is you are teaching the why, or the, you're, they're doing the work to know why, because yeah. you can identify with it. But if you don't know why, you may not be able to change that pattern, right? Yeah. So I, kudos That is fantastic. I think that is so wonderful. wonderful. So how can the audience get in touch with you? So,
1: you know, I just want to quickly say that the last part, the last two months of the course, that first month is really getting you clear on how you got here to where you are. And then my, I, we help you get new photographs. I was a professional photographer for 15 mm. years. So we recommend photographers all over the world. We help people find and tell them what kind of photos to get and all. And then what's really remarkable is my husband writes the online dating profiles for our women. So that is, Tamla really amazing. He is literally a brilliant writer. And this is a the finest man I've ever met in my life. So he's not (laughs) writing superficial profiles for idiot men. He's writing profiles to appeal to the cream of the crop Mm -hmm. and our clients, the responses that they get to the profiles are amazing. And then in the last two months and the last eight weeks of the course, the women get out and they date and we coach them we teach them how to open up how to take the feminine lead, we teach them how to mirror a man's masculinity back to him. So we do a lot of work how to get emotionally naked. Right?
0: Yes. So we do
1: a lot of beautiful work with these Mm. women in the moment on the dates, so that it's not theoretical, like reading a book. You're going out into the field and you're doing it and you're putting it to the test. And many of our women meet their guys right in that, you know, in those last eight weeks of the course yeah. with our help. So
0: that's wonderful. So you you guys actually coach them through yeah. the dates. Like after the date, they'll, you know, you guys will talk to them, you'll talk about yeah. it, what happened. Oh, that uh, is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's fantastic that he's writing because even like a Facebook profile, you know, people are nervous. They don't know what to put. I don't know what to say. So it takes that anxiety out of it. It completely removes it.
1: And I really want to emphasize this program. We have young women. We have women in their 60s. We have women of all colors from all across you know the world and over and over and over again it doesn't matter it doesn't matter your age where you came from what your culture is what the color of your skin is we have the most i don't care what your religious background is we we literally have people from Every whatever. And it is, you know, and it is incredible because these are universal truths and principles Mm -hmm. that we're teaching people. So I really want to put that out there. The one thing it's our program is all women and I don't work with women who are, I just, we tend to work with women who are seeking men it would be a little bit of a different focus. It's not because I don't want to, I would work with anyone, right. but our program is mostly geared towards heterosexual women, because that's what we see, you know, that's the the way the program was created. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yes. you know, just to put that out there, but, you know, anybody, we've worked with women from across the, you know, from every, every,
0: everything. That's wonderful because uh, currently the podcast is heard in over seventy countries. So, whoa, you can get people (laughs) everywhere.
1: (laughs) And and I just want to say one last thing: it's a group program. I'm not here just selling my program. Somehow we got on that topic, but it It is a group program where we coach everybody as a group. And what's beautiful about that is every week there are two two-hour coaching group coaching sessions where the women not just learn from their own experiences, but they they make friends, they connect yes. with these other women, they this support each other. It's a sisterhood. Yeah. And I gotta tell you, I attract this course attracts. The cream of the crop, these mm-hmm. are the most beautiful, kind, loving, just these women are gold, gold. So, yeah,
0: Lisa yeah. I tell you. So I just think it's so yummy because you get to work on self within, yeah, right. You get to clear some of the things from your past. You get to meet some phenomenal women. That will probably be friends for life. Yeah. Yeah. And then you might leave with a man.
1: <laughs> How can you beat that? <laughs> and, Tamala, we call that man the guardian of your soul. Uh, <gasps> it doesn't get cooler than that. The guardian of your soul. Ah, yeah. The guardian this of your soul.
0: So good. Yeah. Yeah. So is there a website?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what I what I encourage people to do is just go to Lisashield.com and click the button there. And you'll be taken, you know, there's a button you can first of all, check out my testimonial or praise page, because you really will see women, you know, the women will see women that look like them, that they can relate to hear their stories, read their comments, um, and really see the the proof of the work we do and then um, then click the button all over the page it's all over the website to watch my free presentation and at the end of the presentation they can sign up for a call with us to see if uh this is a good fit and i will be very honest we don't work with everybody that comes through some women just aren't ready some women we know we can't help But if you are a fit, like I really want women to know that because it's not like, oh, we're going to jump on a call and just try to get you to join this course. No, we're going to be really honest. Like I had a very honest conversation with a woman yesterday who did sign up for the course. And she said, you know, I signed up. And then my therapist said, I need to do more healing and whatever. And I said, look, honey, if you are not ready to do this right now then let's hit the pause button right. you know i don't need your money i don't want you doing this if it's not right let's hit the pause you button want them to
0: be successful
1: yeah this. i just you know i i mean and if i really had felt hey this you need to do this now and whatever i would have said look trust me and do it but i heard her and i said you know I think you really need to sit and think about this. And you let me know what you feel is best for you, you know? So we really have your back like we do. It's just, it's it's a game changer. This program, I mean, what we hear, Tamala, it, it's
0: extraordinary what we hear from people. I mean, and I, I hear it. And that means a lot to me because you believe in what you're doing. And that is, that's number one. I just see the
1: results from the women that do it. It's almost sometimes too much to take in, you know, because when you have women who are changing lifelong patterns, and in such a short span of time, and then coming back and saying, you know, Lisa, I met the guardian of my soul. I think I've, This worked. Oh my God. And there's just so much we don't. This is one thing, please, to all of your listeners. I don't care how much you've tried. I don't care how many books you've read. I don't care how many years you've spent going on and offline. There are things you don't know, you don't know. You are not experts in this field. I've been doing this. I'm one of the very first love coaches on the planet. Mm -hmm. I have been doing this work longer than almost anybody on the planet. And I'm telling you, there are things you do not know, mistakes you're making, blind spots. And if you had all the missing pieces to the puzzle, you could get this solved. And you're just wasting time trying to figure it out on your own.
0: Right. Yes, I love that. So go to lisashield.com. LisaShield.com. And I'd like to. I I was wondering, is it all on Zoom? Is it? um, Mm -hmm. It's virtual. It is virtual. um,
1: We do have a live retreat yearly for. yeah we have two what what you know two continuation courses mm-hmm. and so the live retreat is is when you enroll in one of our continuation courses then it's free for the women who enroll in those programs nice. so we've got i think in september we've got almost 35 women now signed up coming to santa fe to explore their feminine mm-hmm. to reignite the fem- their feminine energy. Yep.
0: That's so good. Oh, I could talk to you forever. <laughs> thank, you. To that. thank you. But thank you so much yeah. for your time, Thanks, your expertise. And I hope that everyone gets out and go to lisashield.com. Even if you're just wanting to see what's out there, take your time. Of course, like she said, when you're ready, Move forward in it, but don't give up on love, ladies. It can happen then. But Lisa, thank you so much for being on the Codependent Me podcast on this show. I'm so grateful and I want to tell the audience, I know that you can choose any podcast in the world, but you chose this one and I thank you. So I want to thank you and say you matter, your story matters, and your love life matters. (laughs) Have a wonderful day. (laughs) Bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time. So thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me, and check out my website, at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.